another fabulous episode of Mish and the Quarter Life Fasted. I am one of your fabulous hosts. I said fabulous twice. I said fabulous already, didn't I? Six times. <laughs> Kamisha or Mish? I'm Jalen, yeah. Second host. <laughs> Thank you, second host, for chiming in there. Today, we have another action-packed show for you where we are going to talk about a few things, including alcohol. That's our first topic. And of course, we always have at least one fabulous game to entertain our lovely audience with. Word of the day. I said fabulous again. Twice. <laughs> you should put like a ticker on the thing where <laughs> like, to count how many times. I didn't know I said that word so much. Oh my god. I didn't. I thought I thought I said amazing a lot. I didn't realize I said fabulous a lot. I thought amazing was my word. Maybe it's like fabulous and amazing mm -hmm. together. You think? No. It's just fabulous. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> so Jay and I were taking a walk about a week ago. It's time. And hmm. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna just we're just gonna dive right in, okay? Jay and I were taking a walk about a week ago, and <clears throat> as we were walking, there was a broken bottle on the street, and Jay said, "Oh, somebody dropped their Casamigos. Oh, Casamigos. What's Casamigos? Okay, so let me explain. I am not a uh, version to." drinking alcohol okay i do drink alcohol actually tequila is one of the alcohols that i do drink in various other you know mixed concoctions not by itself because it's just too too much for me to have just to tequila by itself but you know in a margarita absolutely tequila here i come but i'm not you know one of those people who knows brands so when he said casamigos how do you not know casamigos casamigos is like the black alcohol tequila drink. Mm -hmm. I said, huh, I want to learn more about this Casamigos. So we thought we would integrate it into this episode because Jayla was very familiar with Casamigos. So I did a little research on it because the thing that he really knew about it was how much it sold for, which was... Over a billion. One billion dollars! One billion dollars! One billion dollars! So I did some research. Casamigos, which means, what does Casamigos mean? It's Spanish. When we're friends. You took, you took Spanish, don't you? Well, you know, amigos is friends. What about casa? Donde, es, donde uh, esta su casa? House friends. Donde esta su casa? House of friends, yes. You're very close. House of friends. Okay. <laughs> so House of friends, a.k.a. Casamigos, was Founded in 2013 mm. by three men. George Clooney, as we know, an actor. Used to be in the Facts of Life. Little known facts. Randy Gerber, who apparently is a famous businessman or a big businessman. I only knew that he was married to Cindy Crawford. And the third person's name is Mike Meldman. These three founded the company in 2013. In 2017, they sold it for $1 billion to, to 
a British liquor company named Diageo. Dia, what do you think is Diageo? Diageo. Diageo? Okay. Diageo, thank you. You're not aware of what Diageo owns. They own many, many, many brands, including Johnny Walker, Guinness, Smart Off, Captain Morgan's, Angeray, okay? This was a big deal. Big deal. The bigger deal, though, was that Casamigos is like a, a, you know, ghetto tequila, and I was not aware of it. So I looked up, when did Casamigos become so famous among the black people? Among our people. When do you think this was, Jay? Two years ago. Yes. Yes, honey. 2020. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> 2020. Yeah. Pandemic. Casamigos became the drink. Yeah. Now, I feel like I need to go and taste this Casamigos. Have you had Casamigos, Jim? What no. do you know about Casamigos? Let's talk about it. I've never had it knowingly. Maybe I've had it before. I don't remember. Hmm. It's not a cheap drink. When I looked up the cost, it runs from like $40 a bottle to $60 a bottle. They have different flavors of it. So it's not an inexpensive drink. No. I mean, I've never had a whole bottle. I thought you were asking like a shot. Yeah. No, I was just... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't presuming that you had had a whole bottle of Casamigos. No. No, I was just asking if you had tasted it, you know, a shot in, you know, some kind of mixed drink. I don't know. Maybe you were somewhere and someone had it. And you're like, oh, I heard of Casamigos. Maybe sip one in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, I just know people at my age like it. So. That's, all you, that's all you got for me. Mm -hmm. Casamigos. Told you that. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where it came from. That's where this discussion started because they... Have a, you know, black people, we like to nickname stuff. So we call it Casamigos. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, learning about Casamigos and the popularity that it has now in the black community, thanks to quarantine in 2020, 2021, it brought me back to when I was youngster, like yourself. And what alcohol was popular? Well, when I was in college, things that were popular was cheap crap okay <laughs> mm. because i don't know how people are avoiding 40 60 dollar drinks in their 20s but whatever 40 60 dollar bottles of tequila but you know that's for another day we drank cheap stuff like boone's farm mad dog 2020 which i actually just learned is a wine <laughs> i didn't really know what it was it's just we drank it it was horrible it was disgusting it was like this terrible red color. Mm -hmm. I remember once going to a party with my with my then college uh, roommate, off campus party, and of course the Mad Dog Twenty Twenty was circulating, and I was not a fan of it. It just it just tasted like bad medicine. You ever had any cheap alcohol that tastes like bad medicine? That's what it tastes like. Horrible. Anyway. It always, it also like kind of hits you, like Mad Dog kind of sneaks up on you. You sipping it, it's already bad, and then you, so you just keep sipping it because you know that's what everybody's doing. Next thing you know, you're the throwing, you're gone. throwing up red stuff all over the place. The bottle's gone, red stuff thrown up all over the place. It's just horrible, disgusting scenes of cheap 
red wine, Mad Dog 2020. What I did learn though was actually Mad Dog is again like kind of a inside name. It's really called MD 2020, and MD stands for oh I didn't write it down. I thought I wrote it down. Mogan something. Mogan. Oh, Mogan David. That's what it stands for. Mogan David 2020 is actually what the brand is called. It's affectionately known as Mad Dog 2020. Affectionately known as Mad Dog 2020. That is not really the name of it. So, I don't know. It doesn't sound like college kids and, you know, 20-somethings these days are drinking cheap wine like my generation was drinking. Mad Dog and Moon's Farm. Because they can afford better wines, apparently. Or their parents give them money to afford better wines. Which is probably not a bad thing. Because MD 2020, that blue or that red, Take you out every time. Take you out every time. Stay away from this one. Stay away from it. I'm over it. <laughs> so, that's all I have to say about Mad Dog 2020. I'm going to have to say some of that Casamigos, and I'm going to get back to you all on what I think about that. It's got to be good. It's over a billion dollars. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you, Casamigos. Let us move on to our next segment of the day, which is going to be a game. We are introducing a new game. The game is called What's More Likely. Why don't you tell us about this game, Jerry? Uh, I'm going to be asking my mother a series of ridiculous questions, maybe, to see if she really guesses them correctly. I have five questions, 25 cents each. That's where we get the quarters. Yes, let's not forget, we are continuing to collect quarters for our fund, right? Our philanthropic fund. 25 cents quarters, because we call Nation of Quarter Life Faster. For those who are wondering, like, why are you only collecting quarters? Can't you collect dollars? Why are you being so cheap? It's a, based on the name of the show. Okay? And we are going to be matching and encouraging you to match along with us at the end of the season. Sorry, carry on. Mm -hmm. 25 cents for each correct question that I get. So today, we are playing for a whopping $1.25. And if we match that, $2.50. Mm. All right. We're making our way to ten dollars, based on what we had, you know what, what we've collected so far this season. I feel like we are on our way to ten dollars. I'm ready for you. All right, question number one: What's more likely? Uh huh. You get attacked by a shark and die, or a vending machine drops on you and then you die. So is the is the name is the purpose of this game? <laughs> Is the purpose of this game the what's more likely, like which one is more likely to kill me? Is that what that is? No, or is it the, statist the statistics, statistics yeah. of, oh, the statistics of what's more likely, more likely that I get hit by a vending machine or connect a sack by shark? And die. Okay, sorry. Can you read, can you read it again now? Just... What's more likely, <laughs> a shark attack with death or a vending machine dropping on you and then killing? Hmm. Gosh, that seems like a really tough one because 
even though we hear about shark attacks, I think it's because they're outliers, right? Like most people that go to the beach are not getting attacked by sharks. So that's why when somebody gets attacked by sharks, it's like, oh my God, we got attacked by sharks. You know, like we're overrun with sharks on the beach. Now, we do have more sharks swimming closer to shore because of, you know, probably all kinds of environmental things that we're not talking about today. But I don't think that shark attacks is common. Mm. Vending machines falling on you. Okay, so... Vending machines are pretty heavy. They're not going to just... 700 pounds or something. 700 pounds is how much a vending machine weighs? I made that up. I've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> you made that up? So it's not like a vending machine is going to actually like fall from the sky. No. Right? What are you talking about? Yeah. 400 but I'm to saying, 900 you said, you said fall on you and you die from it. Like... Vending machines, I've seen, the vending machines I've seen have been pretty stable. I mean, unless we talk about those old machines they had in, like, the barbershop where you can get, like, a five-cent piece of gum or something. A gumball. Like, some of those didn't look stable. Some of those chips was rickety. We ain't talking about that. We talking about, like, a vending big... Vending machine. Vending machine that has... <sighs> okay, I would say it's more likely that you would get attacked by a shark and die because i really also have not heard of anybody <laughs> having a vending machine even even like fall on their toe uh, okay that's my answer shark attack is correct okay thank you one in three million seven hundred forty six thousand and sixty seven people get attacked by a shark and die one out of every 112 million people Wow. That encounter a vending machine has it fall on them and then kills them. Yeah, it's gotta be some really, really small odds. Yeah. Well, that's precisely happened like twice ever. Okay. So, next question. What's okay. more likely, based on an article that I found? Okay. So, what's more likely, sleeping with an ex mm. or getting proposed to between the months of November and February? Hmm. Okay, what's more likely? So, what are, which one has the highest odds, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. That you're sleeping with an ex. Just any... This isn't men or women, because, like, the statistics might be higher for men versus women. No, yeah. this is not. This is yeah, not... Men are sleeping with women. So. <laughs> well, I don't know what they have to they can be sleeping with any... You know, exes. I guess that's true, yes. Right? We... Okay. I don't know. You know, people are, are very... Uh, open these days not these not not these days just in general i think maybe it's just more exposed or more you know more out there no 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 you don't need to do that you're saying it doesn't matter the sex it doesn't matter the gender we're not talking men who are sleeping with an ex versus women who are sleeping with an ex it's just people who sleep with exes in comparison to people who get you say proposed or married proposed to proposed to and wow, this is a deep relationship question right now. See, but actually, this is a tricky one, Jalen, because I do feel like proposals do tend to happen around the holidays. Like when I hear about people, I hear about proposals. I tend to hear about them um, like Christmas time, winter time, New Year's, you know, people might have some kind of 
like romantic vacation they're taking, you know, so they're like, oh, you know, I got to propose it all. Or mm-hmm. Christmas, you know, or Thanksgiving, like around the holidays, you're with the family of the person that you're proposing to, so you feel like that's a great time to propose, like, so everybody can see, like, this is what we're doing kind of thing. So this is a tough question, because I do also believe that people sleeping with an ex it's so general. I mean, we're not talking men. We're not talking women. We're not talking a certain age. We're not... Nothing. Just the statistical numbers. Fun fact. 7.1% of U.S. adults identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or something else other than straight or heterosexual. Okay. But we said it don't matter the, the sex or the gender or if they're going to sleep with the ex-girlfriend, boyfriend, transgender, whatever. We said it don't matter. Oh, right? so it's just a fun fact. Okay. Seems like a low percentage. I feel like that's an underrepresented percentage because people don't want to say. 7%? The U.S. Yeah, yeah that's low. That's low. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Because <laughs> people be gay. Is that all right, what you're I'm going <laughs> to... That's the quote of the day. I didn't, I didn't say people be gay. I didn't that's say what that. you said. No, I didn't. I that's just said that's said. a low number. I feel like there's more people that are definitely not heterosexual than 7%. I just think that people are not talking about it. Um, or they're not willing to admit it in any kind of survey because people don't trust it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, this is very, this is, this, is, this is more difficult than I thought, I must admit. Okay, I am going to go with more likely to be proposed to from November to February. Wrong answer. Oh my god, I was really leaning towards the other one. Because it was so general, you know, but go ahead. According to the article that I found, (laughs) there were a thousand people that were um uh a thousand people. Researched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surveyed. A survey. A thousand people surveyed. Okay. This college in Washington State. And four hundred and forty of them and admitted to sleeping with an ex. So that's about 44%. And then I found this other article oh. that said getting proposed to between the months of November and February had a likelihood of only 37%. That's so close. Tell me what that is. 37 and 44? Like, first of all, I don't think that's even a, the right way to compare. Next question. I don't feel like these are the right ways to compare. Like, you talking to college students, of course they sleep with their exes. They sleep with all kinds of people They in college. What kind of, what, that's like 44% out of 100. That's nearly half of the people in the school who say they sleep with an ex. You only sleep with exes when you're in college. No, I'm just saying that in college, people are more sexually promiscuous, I would say, than the general public. I asked if this was a general question. You didn't say that this was something from a college campus. Now, had you said college campus, I would have absolutely went with that. Because how can you compare that to proposals? All right, fine. Wrong people. Fine, let's move on. I feel like that's an unfair comparison. And I don't like losing, but I'm going to let that one go. Let's just move on to numero tres. Okay, number three. What's the likelihood you kill someone and get away with it? It goes unsolved versus you getting heads twice in a row when flipping the coin. (laughs) All I heard was getting head. Then I continue. Then funny. I continue to listen. Then I could 
then I continue to listen. I heard the rest. See, which one of us is immature now? <laughs> Okay. There's okay. no statistic on that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you Flip were going the with coin. the question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with the question. Okay. Kill someone, got away with it. Kill someone and got away with it. Kill someone and it goes unsolved. Yeah, that sounds like you got away with it. <laughs> but I wanted the correct terminology because, you know, because of the research. Complication. Okay. Okay. Goes unsolved. And then the other one was you flip a coin and get heads twice. In a row, yeah. <laughs> heads twice in a row. Okay, um <laughs> Kill someone. I mean, if you go by a lot of the crime shows, there's mm -hmm. a lot of unsolved cases out there, right? Yeah. Lots of unsolved cases. Um, I think there, e there even was a show called like Unsolved Mysteries or something. Yeah, there might be one now, but you know I really don't watch so much TV, so I wouldn't know. But <sighs> I feel like there's a lot of unsolved cases. Flipping a coin and getting heads though, twice in a row, I don't feel like that's very low either. Hmm, I feel like that's got to be high odds. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with flipping a coin and getting heads. Twice in a row has is more likely than killing someone. Wrong again. One in three murders go unsolved. There's a twenty-five percent chance. My, these are just the numbers. There's only two choices. I mean, the two choices. There's heads or tails. There's fifty percent chance you get it once. There's a twenty-five percent chance to do it twice. One. One in three murders goes unsolved. Did you hear anything about the coin? I said the basic <laughs> math with the coin. There's only two choices: heads or tails. <laughs> One in three murders goes unsolved. <laughs> what is happening with our crime? With our um police system? With our justice system in this country? One in three crimes? That's like a third of them. I mean, yes, you hear about. Of course, we know. We, nobody you knows who shot. One in three is like a third. <laughs> is that what you just said? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's like a third. It mm. could kind of be sort of a third. Go ahead with your point, I'm sorry. I <laughs> it can kind of be sort of a third, okay? My point is, I mean, we all know no one knows who shot Biggie, you know. But my thing still is, like, I did not realize there was so many unsolved cases out there. Is that because people are not stitching? Or, I mean, I don't understand how it's so hard to find. Lots of times, I remember before when there was murders, people would say, it's somebody close to you. When did they stop? Yeah, but if it's somebody close to you, you should be able to find that out. I guess if it's not like a spouse or a family member, then, then it goes unsolved because it's some random Some people stranger. kill one time. There's no reason to point to them. Well, it might be some crime of passion or some, you know, really angry person, but I did not realize there were that many unsolved cases out here in these, in these uh, crime streets. That's crazy. We need to do something about our justice system. In this country that's that's or you unacceptable your own detective that's unacceptable well this is why people do that i have seen that i have seen shows as well where people are leading crusades to try to find the killers because it's like it's Nancy a cold Drew. case it's a cold case right because now the police are like oh yeah it's a cold case we're not going to check it so that is you know past however long a time they give it to get some 
where with the with the story and it was like you know or get closer to finding the killer like oh, that's cool kid and then they might find out the killer like 20 or 30 years later now hmm. what i'm one for three with that one yeah. wow so the statistics are higher one in three versus one in four. okay okay what is question number four? Mm-hmm. What is more likely, mm-hmm. having twins mm-hmm. or a bird pooping on you once throughout a day? Mm. So I have a question for this. Is this a current? This is about in this year, at this day and time, because I do feel that people having multiples, women having multiples, not people, women having multiples, right, mm-hmm. is higher than. It was before because you know you have the different uh, medications that you can you can take to help you get pregnant, which result in multiples. But back in the day, when I was a I was born as a twin, forty five plus years ago. Okay, having a twin was kind of like a rare thing. Unless it ran in the family, it wasn't as popular today. Like, somebody says now that they having twins, oh, okay, they having triplets. Hmm. If they have more than, you know, triplets, and it's really news. But if someone says they have twins now, especially if they've been working with like, in vitro or some sort of medically assisted pregnancy, uh, that's not uncommon. So I'm going to go with the odds are going to be higher for you having a bird poop on you. No. Based on everything you just said, well, how does that make any sense? <laughs> so you're talking about today's statistics then? Are we talking about today's birds? Is that what you're asking about? <laughs> everything you just said disproved everything your answer was. <laughs> well, you didn't tell me when this... Wait, what's the question again? doesn't matter you got it wrong now <laughs> no. what's the likelihood of having twins versus the likelihood of a bird pooping on you once in a day oh you didn't i didn't hear it once in a day part did you say that yes <laughs> you didn't say that what did you think i meant throughout you just meant your like, life yeah i mean what's the chances of getting pooped on by a bird have you ever had that happen yeah i've never had that happen well, maybe, so maybe actually, it's 50%? That's, maybe that's not true. No, I, I think know. I actually did have a bird poop on like my jacket or something once. But yeah, I'm thinking you meant like ever. Once in a day is what I said. We can play no. it back. No, no, no. You didn't say that. I'm going to go with the twins. I'm sure because I gave you the right answer. Well, because it's <laughs> obvious. Of course, how often are you going to get pooped on once in a day by a bird? Less likely than having twins. That's, that's what I'm the, saying. Like, that's so rare. You didn't say that. I said that. <laughs> you no, said the opposite. No, you didn't say once in a day. We can play it back. I know I did. <laughs> I've been at this distance the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part. So I'm going to say that I got that one correct. But you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. You did tell me all of the question. Okay. It'll change once we play it back because I said it. <laughs> I missed that part. Yeah. Twins, definitely. But I still stick by the fact that when I was born as a twin, way back when, it wasn't as common as it is now. Now it's not like common. It seems people, women have twins. 
Okay. Last question. Last What's the question. likelihood of an American running a red light versus the likelihood of you, Punxsutawney Phil, correctly predicting the groundhog's shadow? An American running a red light. Hmm. But sorry, who who is Phil? Punxsutawney Phil. <laughs> Punxsutawney. He's a small town Phil. What is he the person that sees the the shadow or the groundhog? Yeah, Punxsutawney Tony Phil is the one that holds the groundhog. The groundhog, he sees the shadow in Punxsutawney. That's the city. It's in Pennsylvania. Oh. Huh. What do you know about Pennsylvania? <laughs> um, I guess the question is, what do I know about Groundhog Day? <laughs> uh, it's I'm just gonna... him correctly predicting. Yes, I know Groundhog Day, but I, I mean, I didn't know the name of Puxatawney Phil. I didn't know. I know that there was a prediction that came from Groundhog Day, hmm. but that's all I, I knew. You know, the prediction of when winter was going to end, right? That's the whole thing about Groundhog Day. Yeah. If he sees a shadow, like how much longer for winter? See, I know that. I just don't know who Phil is. What's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go with the answer Oz. A American running a red light is higher. Finally. <laughs> so I just want to say I have answered three questions correctly. You answered two. You answered all five of them. You only answered two correctly. <laughs> I'm taking number five as well. Okay. Well, that's the second one we got right. Listen, we don't want to take money away from the charity. Okay. So we have 75 cents. <laughs> what are they going to do without that quarter? <laughs> I don't know. We need to bring our jar. I have some quarters I've collected. So we need to bring our jars so that we can start collecting it in real time so people can see visibly that we are actually collecting some quarters here. But how did you get five right? <laughs> oh, three. <laughs> Two. <laughs> I also don't even know what you're talking about. There's five questions. Yeah. I got three right. He thinks Two. I only got two. We'll do the playback. Besides, I'm a twin. I can't get the question mark about twins. Like, you gotta give me her name, right? Mm -hmm. Even though you didn't say the whole thing. All right. So, 75 cents. There we go. Boom, boom, boom. I like that game. When you actually have, you know, percentages that make sense. Okay. So, I have a funny Halloween story. I said study. Did you hear that? Study. Study. I have not been drinking Casamigos, I swear. <laughs> Or Mad Dog 2020. I'll stay away from that. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so I have a funny Halloween story. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking my walk the day after Halloween, November 1st, in my neighborhood down the street. And something caught my eye. Because sometimes when I'm walking, you know, I just try to be present. I try to be present. Occasionally, I listen to a podcast or some music or something. But... Then I learned about being present, you know. So I try to be present now. The fall is here. The leaves are turning. It's just a nice thing. So sometimes things catch my eye. And I saw there was a sign, big sign, on the door to the right of me as I walked past. And so then I kind of leaned back to see what it was. It said, 
candy. Get to know Jesus. That's what it said. I remember this lyric. No candy. Get to know Jesus. Now, this is my question, Jalen, for you. Why do we have to put the sign on the door? Why can't we just not answer? If we're not going to engage the children in, in trick-or-treating and give them candy and, and toys or whatever you you know you, you feel you want to give the children for trick-or-treating because this is not your thing because you know Jesus and I guess you think they don't. Why, why put this on? Why just not answer the door? Because you have to prove to Jesus that you know him. Prove to Jesus? That's what the sign is for? It's for, to prove to Jesus that you understand what's happening? Yeah, and that you're actively not participating. I feel like it's about trying to save people. Like, saving souls. Like, sure. Instead of just saying, I'm not participating in trick-or-treating because I don't believe in that. That's not my belief. Turning the light off, not being home, not answering the door, whatever. Now you take it a whole step further. Where you're now trying to impose your belief on somebody else. Saying, okay, not only am I not going to give you candy... Which is fine. It's prerogative. But you're also saying now, get to know Jesus. I have to say, I do know there are some people who are actually Christians who believe in Jesus who take their children trick-or-treating. They should. Whether it's trunk-or-treating these days or trick-or-treating. Yeah, I don't know. I'm taking my kids trick-or-treat. Is that because you don't know Jesus? Maybe. I'll talk to God about it. <laughs> But I feel like you'll be all right with the Kit Kats. <laughs> you'll probably be fine. Yeah, I just think that there's no reason to be, you know, ruining ruining a children's holiday. If you have your own personal political statement or religious statement, keep keep that some, for some other time. And just maybe have a silent protest. Hmm. No signs needed. No, I got it. That's my Halloween story. Do you feel like you know? Yes, I know Jesus. But you didn't participate in Halloween. This year? Or last. Well, I wasn't in this country last year, and that country I was in wasn't, they don't participate in Halloween because it was a Muslim country. So, no, they don't believe in Halloween. But I used to participate in Halloween when I was a child. We used to take you all trick or treating. I think of it more as a fun dress up day for kids. That's what I think of it as. The fact that they've added this, you know, candy element and giving things to children. That's even that's fun too, you know. Kids like it; they get they get excited. This is the thing: a lot of kids they don't do much these days. You know, they're not going out. <laughs> they're, not, they're not going. They're not going out. They're not having fun. They're not engaging with other kids. They're not, you know, playing. Lots of times they're just inside. They don't even really know their neighbors and stuff. So to me, the trick or treating, if you can trick or treat, if you feel like your neighborhood is safe enough to trick or treat. It's a nice way to just even explore your neighborhood. Explore your neighborhood. Go take a walk around. You know, allow the kids, like I said, to put a little, uh, put a costume on. Children love dressing up. They love pretending to be someone else. And even if you don't want them to collect candy, maybe mm. you just go around and say, you know, maybe you give something. Maybe you give something to your neighbors. Maybe you introduce yourself. Maybe you give them a piece of candy. You give them a note. You say something. It could be whatever you want it to be. But this whole thing, no candy, go get to know Jesus to me, just, it seems like, it makes it seem like the, the Halloween, the, the holiday or the, the event or activity is like pointless and you just need to stop it. And the only thing you can do is either 
trick or treat or no Jesus. You can't do both. So we used to go trick or treating. I have no issue with trick or treating. It's just that we haven't received a lot of trick or treaters lately. But then this year we had a bunch of them. We had no candy. No. <laughs> Only because we hadn't received any. But anyway, that's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Was a bad force count. I didn't know who that was. <laughs> you didn't know that was force count. No. <laughs> 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 Last thing we have on the agenda is my rant. And this week's rant is related to Halloween. Okay. Okay. So this rant started because I think I spent a little too much time on social media looking at men's opinions. So usually when a man has an opinion addressed about a woman on social media, it's negative. Mm. But most of the time, it also is nonsensical. So I saw this man who complained about women dressing slutty for Halloween. This is what I'm talking about. What? Would you shut up before they put more clothes on? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you want them to dress like? There's not enough Bill Nye costumes. No Hillary Clinton this year. Shut up. I really don't have that much to say about it. Because I, mean, I enjoyed Halloween this year. Maybe they could dress as like a Catwoman or a superhero. Like Storm. I saw it. Yeah, Remember okay. that Hallie uh, Bailey girl? She was dressed as Storm. And Catwoman Maybe. is a full body catsuit. Although that could be kind of sensual as well. I mean, if you're a shapely girl and you got on like a full body tight leather, <laughs> pleather, or whatever shiny catsuit, that could also be kind of sensual. But so put it on. <laughs> What's no, I was issue? just saying that's not an alternative <laughs> to dressing as. There's no bad that can come from this, <laughs> except for when you have an opinion that nobody wants. <laughs> so you're saying you'd rather see women dressed as uh, sluts for Halloween? I mean, once a year? What's the problem? There's 364 other days to put clothes on and dress however you want. <laughs> your body, your choice. But, you know, for the betterment of the world, yeah. for one day, do so. So is the idea that he's saying that women shouldn't dress like this at all, or he's saying that this this is not a costume women should be choosing? I think it's the same Because they're one. disrespecting their bodies. It's too common for Halloween. What's too common is the Velma costume. That one I'll give them. <laughs> that, that, there's at least 12 Velmas <laughs> every year. <laughs> Some of these women aren't even, yeah. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, you know, it's not like a guy on a podcast. My point is that Velma. I can actually get behind. Velma? There's a lot of Velmas. Every year there are. I just think it's funny. It doesn't bother me. But I don't I as a woman, okay. I can't recall one Halloween. You dressed as Velma. <laughs> no, I just oh. in a tight dress and I think I was like I don't want to say a prostitute because or a street walker a or a slut or any of that. Like it's weird. It's just I don't know. I don't maybe Maybe it was. I don't remember. Actually, I just know I had a very, like, a body-fitting dress, and I had on, a like, a weird, like, kind of wig, kind of, like, and bad shoes, kind of like a street walker might wear. This was the 90s? <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> what difference does it make if it was Answer. <laughs> if it doesn't make a difference, then answer. <laughs> what do you mean? Was this the 90s? It was. 
nineties? It was the nineties, wasn't it? <laughs> Are you saying it was acceptable in the nineties? There's a lot of things that were acceptable in the nineties. <laughs> I don't need to start a list. But. It was the early nineties. Okay, I was a teen or like early twenty something when I wore this particular costume. But I mean, it was fun. Like a lot of girls wear like tight dresses and short shirts and skirts and stuff for Halloween. It's dress up. It's dress up. I didn't, I didn't feel like it made it made a statement about who I was because I was wearing a costume that was fun. I, you know, people know you're not a streetwalker. But I thought you were saved. Saved from what? What's, where are you talking about? The devil? What do you mean saved from what? Oh, 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 sorry. I thought you were talking about the costume still. Like saved. Oh, saved. So saved girls on a... Well, I don't know if I was saved at that time. I know you were. I might have been, I might have Not been for tonight, busy convoiting with the devil during that time. So, you know, it was all good. Too many Reese's Pieces. Huh? Is that so? That's not a sexual thing. I'm talking oh. about a literal chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to your head. That's all. Oh, oh. <laughs> I understand no. what that meant. Yeah, I do like, you know, I love a good Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. Yeah. But. That's the end of the rant. Yeah, but I don't, I don't understand. I, I'm with you. That that's the senseless rant. Like, if you want to dress up. Now, now again, people always trying to impose their morals and beliefs on you because he wouldn't want his daughter to dress up like that. Now he's telling all women not to. I can see if they wore that every day, but it's a costume, so let it go. That's all I got. Keep dressing like that. <laughs> Just the once. Just the one day. Halloween, ladies, do what you feel. I ask for so little. <laughs> do what you feel, lady. I'll owe you a favor. <laughs> thank you. Thank you uh, once again, Jalen, for joining me on our podcast, Niche and the Quarter Life Bastard. And thank you all for listening. Catch you when we catch you. All right. Later.